0: We are going to change things up today. And I know that we talk a lot about women and female physiology and how we can up-level our women that we know and love. And today we are going to flip it and we are going to talk about the men that we love. And this is... Is, call, this is a two-part series. So this one I'm calling Men Are the Seed. And next week you will hear me talk about Women Are the Soil because it is so, so true. And I gave a talk, I literally gave this talk that I'm sharing with you today at an Archangel Mastermind about a month ago, and I had mm-hmm. such good response from the men. And I really wanted to put this information out there for you, my Bettys as well, because we all know that it is so much more difficult for a man to ask for help than it is for women. In our society, women are often given the green light to ask for help, to talk about our feelings and for men, it is much harder. So we often see, and I used to see this in practice as well, where I would have a woman dragging in her husband by his ears saying, listen, you have to come and speak to her. Like I cannot deal with your back pain anymore. I am a huge fan of the Bio Optimizer's Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next level i'm often asked like well what are the types of magnesium we should be looking for so there's magnesium chelate and citrate and bisglycinate and malate, sucrosomial, is such So, men are the seed, and we are going to talk about how we can support our beautiful men so that we can continue to create harmonious balance, uh, improve their testosterone levels if that is an issue, their libido, because we all want our men happy and horny, because, you know, that's. That's how we love them, right? That's how we love them. We want them happy, smiling, and we want them to be chasing us around the dining room table. So let's get into it. Um, So I love to think about, in the same way that we think about women are cyclical. And if you know me, you know that I'd love to talk about cyclical living for females, And men are also cyclical as well. So they run through, so females tend to run through more of a 28 day or more of a monthly uh, cycle. And that's actually true whether you are in your reproductive years or menopausal years. And men also run through a cycle as well. It's just much shorter. They run through a 24 hour cycle. So they will run through their entire hormonal milieu every single day. Day. So ladies, this would be just like if we went through all of the follicular phase by noon and then all of the luteal phase by evening. That's what men experience on the daily. And I like to think about men being more solar, so they're more like the sun, and women are more lunar, they're more like the moon. And I'll explain those differences um in a moment. So like the sun, we have a glorious sunrise and we have a bright morning, you know, the mid-afternoon light. We all hear about, you know, we hear about the warnings about the sun when it's brightest between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And then we have sunset and we have a beautiful, you know, the, the sun is lighter, there's much more color. And of course, we repeat that the next day. And when we think about the solar cycle, that 24 diurnal pattern, this really does mimic the male testosterone pattern throughout the day. So a man's testosterone is going to peak in the morning. So it's going to be the highest in the morning and it will still remain high mid-morning to early afternoon. And then it's at its lowest point, You know, just like the sunrise, we see the sun is at its lowest point in the sky, lowest point of brightness in the late afternoon in to the evening. And so when we think about this 24-hour cycle, over the course of your man's lifetime, at about age 30, we are going to start to see testosterone decline, and it usually declines around a percent a year. So this is really, again, analogous to our beautiful women, right? So for women, we start to see a decline in progesterone in our mid-30s. So we call that perimenopause, by about age 35, but men are also periandropausal, if that's even a word. Like They're in periandropause starting in their 30s as well. And by the time he's 40, when we look at the male population at large, 40%. So at 40, 40% of the male population has low T. So what's normal T? Well, Um, good question. (laughs) So depending on the lab that you look at, um, it is normal and I'm using air quotes here is somewhere between 300 nanograms per deciliter, all the way up to 1200 nanograms Per deciliter. So this is a huge, huge variance, right? So you might have one guy feeling amazing at 500 nanograms per deciliter, right? He's got lots of muscle mass, he's energetic, big sex drive, you know, chasing around the dining room table. And then the man next to him might feel at the same level, let's say 500 nanograms per deciliter, might feel depressed and gaining weight and has no libido. So it is so... There's so much individual variability here. So my best advice is to test your testosterone right now, whether or not you think it's normal or abnormal, so you can establish some sort of baseline, some sort of beginning that you can monitor over time, right? Because what constitutes normal for each guy is going to be totally different. And this is also going to modulate if you are going to be working with your physician around changing your testosterone levels, you need to have some sort of data points to be able to give him. Otherwise, you're just sort of all shooting in the dark shooting blanks maybe would be a better <laughs> a better way to describe that so what would be some low you know signs and you know signs and symptoms of low testosterone well low sex drive right really crude measurement of uh, of your testosterone levels is do you wake up erect uh, do you wake up hard that is um, a crude it's very crude but normally men should wake up with an erection in the morning we may also see that he has over time in uh, like an increased um, difficulty with uh, initiation of an erection or maintenance um, of the erection. Although I do have to say that this is not only testosterone, right? There are so many other reasons why a man might be experiencing ED or, or erectile dysfunction. So anything from uh you know, diabetes to high blood pressure can affect it. High cholesterol, um, lots of stress. Um, you know, thyroid issues, which is almost as common as diabetes. Actually, there's like I think 27 million um, people in the U.S. diagnosed with thyroid disease, and there's like 29 million with diabetes. Like they're they're. You know, brothers there. Things like smoking and alcohol use, uh, which if you're doing, please stop. It is a crime against yourselves. Um, so those are all things that can all uh, contribute to ED. But one of the things that we may notice as a man, a male is aging, is that um, the initiation and maintenance of an erection becomes more difficult. Other signs and symptoms that a man might be experiencing low testosterone might be hair loss, uh, more fatigue, so he's tired. Loss in muscle mass. We're going to talk a little bit about this today because we know that in order to maintain functional active tissue like muscle, you need testosterone. So if you have low testosterone, you'll see that your muscle mass will start to decrease, increase. And of course, the twin there is as you lose your muscle mass, there might be a tendency towards increasing your Adiposity or your fat, uh, the amount of fat that you carry, which again loss in muscle mass. We're going to have see changes in our bone density, and then you also might see mood, you know, mood changes. Like it's almost like this grumpy old man um, syndrome. And my um, my ex husband used to call um, when he would look at, you know, sort of. Older men in his community, he might he he was Greek, so he would call them like the yeto, like you know, like these older grumpy men. So this like mood changes, moodiness, like grumpy old man syndrome, right? And same thing with memory. You might also see some changes in in memory loss. Um, and then other things like you know, if you're testing, you might see like low, lower semen volume. But some of the more obvious things are going to be like hair loss, fatigue, muscle mass, bone density, uh, increase in fat mass, and mood changes. So how do we love up our men? How do we support them? How do we set up systems to help optimize their hormones? So I like to break this down into a couple of different lifestyle uh, interventions. The first is how to structure his day. And the really good news with men is that we actually see this um, very much in corporate culture. So if you have a male who is you know working on Wall Street or its equivalent, um, we do see in corporate culture, culture the male... Uh, circadian uh, diurnal rhythm really supported. So one of the things that the first thing we want to do for men is in that morning, if you remember that beautiful sunrise, testosterone's at its highest, we want to be encouraging our men to be working out first thing in the morning. So specifically, we want him to be lifting weights or doing some high intensity interval training, something that is going to build out lean muscle mass. And of course, you see this in corporate culture, right? We have books and books and books that are written about waking up at 5 a.m. and waking up and doing an extensive morning routine. And this is really uh, very much supported for men. And there will be a, um, another geeky magic talking about how those things do not apply to women. But for, for right now, we're going to focus on our beautiful, beautiful men. So we want them to be lifting weights, doing HIIT training. This is going to drive up BDNF. It's going to drive up blood flow to the brain. And of course, if he is wanting to promote muscle mass growth, uh, whether or not he has low testosterone, we might follow the workout with protein and maybe a little carb boost. Mm-hmm. So, I really like when we're trying to build muscle or encourage mu- muscle hypertrophy, at some point, we want him to be having, you know, protein, like I was saying, 25 to 30 grams at the very minimum. And uh, maybe. Pair that with a little carbohydrate. So you get that little insulinergic, little anabolic uh, spurt with the protein. Um, So that's first thing in the morning. Now, early morning, you know, about two hours after waking, this is when the male brain is at its peak for deep thinking. So, you know, this would be a really great time if we're thinking about setting up his workday where he's working on strategy, where there's planning for the future, where he's in really deep thought and reflection around what he wants to create. I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, it's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving a state of well being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit slash better and use code better to get a discount, that is sunlighten, S U N L I G H T E N dot slash B E T T E R, and use code better at checkout late to mid-morning. So let's call this like four to six hours after uh, waking. This is when we are really, uh, you know, very expansive. So we want to think about brainstorming, planning, starting projects, and then beginning the plan to execute on them. Maybe this looks like designing websites or creating courses or, you know, laying down the foundation for marketing and telling people about, you know, your product or your launch or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're working on. That's that, you know, if we think about this in terms of the solar cycle, that would be somewhere between you know ten a m and and two pm and then once we move into the afternoon, this is when we start to have him more social. so we start to see after about that two p m point we start to see his testosterone levels declining so he's actually more Estrogen like than testosterone like at this point. So, this is a really great time for him to be communicating, right? So, this might be when he might hold his meetings or he might be uh, responding to emails or, you know, checking social media, commenting on Facebook, coaching calls, you know, doing meetings and all those kinds of things. Maybe some smaller, lower level uh, task details. Because, really, in the morning, we want to sort of make a man cave for him and just sort of let him plan and think and then he can emerge from his man cave after, you know, after 2 p.m. or so because he's going to be more chatty at that point. And then in the evening, um, you know, we want to start him winding down. So we're trying to put it all to sleep, you know, and of course in corporate culture, we have the five to seven happy hour or if you are in Quebec or France, it's the saint Cassette, you know, like the five to seven. This is uh, where you may, uh, be socializing with people and networking. Um, if you are an entrepreneur as a male, you might come, you know, you might close the the computer, come back, come out and spend some time with your partner or your children, uh, you know, sitting at the dinner table, devices away, that kind of thing. Uh, I really love to with my family. So my partner is um, an entrepreneur. And so we kind of set this rule that after, uh, you know, after dinner, when the weather accommodates, we go out for a walk or we take a bike ride or we take the kids to the park. So we're, we spend a lot of family time um, in the evening. So that will be how I would set up his day. When we think about other lifestyle interventions, of course, we've talked about lifting weights and eating more protein. And we've talked about this on the podcast before around driving muscle protein synthesis. Um, but as a a general rule it's it's that 30 grams of protein after your training doesn't matter if it's right after your tra- like, we used to think that you know your muscles had this like fifteen minute window where you had to get the protein in, and if you didn't, then they were closed off for the rest of the day. We know that that's not true anymore. So as long as you have some protein post training, let's call it in the you know several hours after your training, um, that is going to drive up muscle protein synthesis. And of course, the more muscle we have, the more testosterone we need in order to maintain that. The second thing that I like to do with men where we are suspecting low T is to reduce their carbohydrates. So more carbohydrates usually equates to more blood glucose and the the less... And of course, if you pair that with less muscle mass, you are not going to be able to dispose of that glucose as easily. So I really like a ketogenic diet um, and we've there are many, 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 many men... Um, experts, researchers, scientists, doctors who have shown that a ketogenic diet where we are increasing fat uh, restricting carbohydrates uh, and even cycling that with high protein when necessary can really you can have beautiful muscles as a man on a on a ketogenic diet so that would be really uh, a nice option for you as well and it, there needs to be at least a therapeutic intervention of keto and then after that maybe you 'd go to more of a you know a high protein low carb but I think there's been uh, there 's been enough Evidence, uh, you know, enough demonstrative evidence of men who have done keto for a long period of time who are able to maintain beautiful muscle, as well. Now, of course, both extremes of both training and eating can negatively affect testosterone. So, overtraining and undereating, particularly when you combine those two, <laughs> uh, you can, you know, you can this is going to jack up cortisol. So I actually remember this happening to me uh, when I was competing in figure and I knew I had crossed the line when I was Overly restricting my calories and overtraining, like I was spending hours at the gym, and I was literally waking up overnight shaking because my cortisol levels were so high. Now that might not be. Now I was competing for a competition, and like there's nothing like getting in a bikini and being judged in front of like 400 people that will you know get you to restrict your calories and 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 train. But for a man who is not engaging in that craziness, um, just be mindful of caloric restriction and overtraining. And of course, the opposite's true as well, right? So under training and overeating, that's also going to drive low testosterone. It works through a different mechanism though. So now if you're under training, you have muscle atrophy, right? And if you're overeating and you're taking in too many calories, you are going to be now driving excess body fat, excess adiposity, and that is going to drive down testosterone because we know that adipose tissue, um, too much adipose tissue, you're going to be too estrogenergic. You're going to have too much estrogen. So you're going to be having too much estrogen relative to testosterone. So we want to be thinking about developing healthy rhythms for weight training and a nice uh, carbohydrate appropriate, caloric appropriate diet for your man. And a couple of other things, uh, alcohol, uh, really, I mean, I, I, I know, I know, I know, it's so hard to hear this, but I continue to see like no benefit of alcohol, uh, honestly. And of course, alcohol in moderate consumption has been shown to reduce testosterone, like almost like like it's to the, you know, you drink alcohol, your, your testosterone uh, decreases. And of course, anyone who has tried to, uh, many men, even in their 20s and 30s have reported uh, both to me and, and it's sort of um, uh, not folklore, but just sort of a thing that everybody knows is that it's really hard to you know, make love to your partner uh, if you are completely j- blitzed on, on alcohol. It's very, very difficult for you to maintain an erection. So we know that alcohol negatively affects um, uh, testosterone levels obviously cleaning up your exposure to exogenous estrogens, right? So uh, don't drink water from a water bottle. Don't drink coffee with the lid on. Get some glass Tupperware. Uh, If you can, if it's financially viable for you, buy your meats organic whenever possible. And to finish our testosterone, men are the seed. I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about supplementation because we can also supplement um, and help boost testosterone levels. So the first thing is vitamin D. A couple studies showing that uh, prolonged supplementation with at least 3,000 international units of vitamin D3 daily has been shown to increase testosterone levels. So supplementation is really great, particularly if you live in a climate where you don't have sunshine all year. Around, but whenever it is some, whenever it is summertime, wherever this podcast is reaching you, you can get lots of vitamin D by actually just going out and sun tanning and sunning your whole body. And yes, I mean your birthday suit, gentlemen, as well. So we want direct sunlight where the sun don't usually shine. (laughs) Okay. So and there's been a lot of there's been a lot of studies that have actually backed this up. So there's um, when you are sunning your your genital area. We know that testosterone levels have gone up by as much as 200% with UV exposure uh, into the genital area. So pants down, Underwear down, get out there for like five to twenty minutes uh, daily, and um, you know if if sunlight exposure year round isn't a thing for you, then maybe investing in an infrared uh, infrared light that might also be um, useful for you as well. And there's been uh, many uh, studies that have been de- that have demonstrated that infrared light can also improve testosterone levels. So vitamin D. Sunning sunning your balls. Uh, The second thing would be ashwagandha. So, ashwagandha, you know, dose somewhere between 300 and 500 uh, milligrams of the uh, with meals, with breakfast, uh, taken all at once, um, has been shown as well to amplify testosterone levels. Horny goat weed. So hopefully the promise is in the name that you will turn into a horny goat by having 200... Usually uh, the studies that I have looked at uh, have demonstrated 200 milligrams per kilogram of body weight uh, have been shown to improve uh, nitric oxide signaling, which is what helps our blood vessels dilate, which of course is going to help not only with your cardiovascular system, but of course with your erections uh, and your libido. And then zinc. So, another one I like to suggest because zinc is actually a very common deficiency. Um, Low dose here would be like five to 10 milligrams. Which would be considered more preventative if there's like no issues. If you think that you have a zinc deficiency, a higher dose somewhere between 25 and 45 milligrams would be um, appropriate, but not for a long period of time because you're sort of passing the upper tolerable limit of zinc at that point. And so you can kind of get some gastrointestinal distress. And then also just keeping in mind that there are other vitamins that sort of compete for the same transporter systems um, as zinc. So you don't want to be taking 25 to 45 milligrams uh, indefinitely, but maybe for a short therapeutic time. And then the last one I'll leave you with is uh, Panax ginseng. So this is more libido than it is for testosterone, Um, but there's also been at 400 milligrams been shown to have some strong cognitive benefits. So mood, focus, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, frontal lobe activation, um, as well as getting your, you know, as well as getting your libido uh, on as well. So I hope that this has been useful for you. Um, if you are a male, I would love to hear uh, if you try any of these things, if you're finding your testosterone levels are improving. And for the human people that love men, share this episode with men that you love and see what if they can pick and choose a couple things that are going to work for them. Because we do really want to support men all through their lives. Um, and as we can as much as we can improve their lifestyle, improve their testosterone levels so that they can also benefit from it as well. Until next time, we will be talking about women are the soil in the next Geeky Magic. Love you all. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast, and I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. And now for the obligatory legal and medical disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and the advice recommendations we discuss do not replace medicine, chiropractic, or any other primary healthcare provider's advice, treatment, or care. This episode is brought to you by yours truly, Dr. Stephanie Estima and Leverage. Leverage handles all production, creates the images that you see on my social media and takes out all my awkward pauses. They are my secret magic bullet. You can visit them at getleverage.com forward slash better.